So this is it. Last episode of season four. Stay tuned after the episode for a special message about some uh, upcoming news we have. Uh, I'd like to give a special thanks to Orc Baby for the music for season four. And if you guys like what you hear this season, or if you hate it, I guess you can leave a five or a one star review. We're just so desperate for human contact that we just, you know, we'll take anything. Thanks for listening. I think the drunkest I've ever been was in Colorado, and it was like totally by accident. It's that altitude gets you. It's that altitude, man. We went on with me and uh, my wife. People still say that, right? Stop it, dude. You'd make that. Oh, my God. The number of times of my life I've heard you fucking say that exact sentence. <laughs> yeah, that's my shit, dude. My wife, people still say that, right? My wife. Do people still say that, friend? They don't. Okay. <laughs> you do you, wait, do you, yeah, do you count as one of the people? I mean, I'm a person. Well, then yes. Then yes. People do say it. Great. So me and my wife. My wife. Thank you. uh, We were in Colorado. Let's move on, Joe. I've been belittled by Joe, and now we got to move past it. The belittler. All right. Uh, Somebody had to tell you, Joe. (laughs) And it came from you, fucking Judas Iscariot, Joe Hughes. All right. I hope your silver was worth it. All right. I, this is like your friend letting you walk around, like not, not letting you walk around with some shit in your teeth. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, if it's coming from a place of love, I could, I could it's, accept that. All right, that's right. Anyway, me and my wife were in uh, Denver, and we went on brewery tour, and we stopped maybe like four or five places, like kind of like small breweries, you know, high octane shit. It got hazy, man. Like, shit happened where I wasn't even sure if it was real or not. I was real <laughs> drunk and real sweaty. Like, I was just sweating, dude. Sure, you guys been there before, you know? Oh, yeah. The altitude fucks with you, man. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I went to La Paz once. That's the highest place I ever went. Was that in Peru? Yeah, uh, no, Bolivia. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. Was that like a million, was... Is that like a million feet? It's like a million feet in the air, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's got a glass. It's The streets are made of glass, too, so you can see all the way to the Oh, house. wow. How fun. <laughs> How do you get up that there? That sounds like, really uh, fucking cool, man. Like a magical hot air balloon? or There's a special elevator. Oh, wow. Yeah, it only has, only has one button inside, and you're not allowed to push it. They got a guy that does that. You want to play this game? Or you, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you, yeah got, got, you got some more banter? What's going on? I'm, I'm bantered out, dude. All right. To answer that. Yeah, I think I, maybe I, I might be too. You know, I just got talked down to. My bits don't work anymore. It's it. it's You're washed, man. You're washed. Don't make a big deal out of this, all right? I just told you you said that a lot. It's not a big deal. I, I still love you. I still think you're very funny. I just told you that one thing. It's, it's okay. I, it is okay. I mean, if you think I'm ever going to forget this shit, you're wrong. I mean, and, and Joe, you know, Joe is such a decent 
proper guy. You know, I used to, to think to, that. To push Fred, him to that I point. I used to think that. To push him to that point, I mean, he must fucking hate that shit and think it's like the <laughs> worst joke. I mean, that's not just a casual. Like, he, he just can't even bite his tongue anymore. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it, it was bad. It was bad. It was It was bad. All right, let's, let's play the game. We've had some horrible jokes, and that's the first one to get that level of criticism. <laughs> now, you know what it is, because I've worked with Joe for, like, Jesus Christ, six years. And he's probably heard me say it 500 times. Like, yeah. Joe and I know each other pretty well outside of outside of this. And, we spent a lot of time together in the past. And, uh, yeah, he's heard some but shit. But you guys have that other podcast. That's just the two of you work at work, right? It's just like, yeah. on, you guys yeah, put yeah, that yeah. out. Yeah, you can hear us do our stand-up. You can hear us typing. Um, talking shit on our employers. Typing. Long stretches of silence. Long stretches of silence. <laughs> yeah. As neither of us types or talks. <laughs> Just kind of stares at the wall in front of us. It's true. All right, dude. I I love it when you shut up for like two hours, dude. That's so good. <laughs> those are the best. Those are the best episodes. Yeah, it's just like the soft whispering of the keyboards. Mm. I might actually like that. I might. I could get down. I could probably listen to like muted office sounds. As a former, oh my god! You get like a sleep machine, like that plays like rainforest sounds and rainfall, and one of the settings is like quiet, polite office. Don't do it, man. That's, that's kind of depressing. Depressing. No, it's not. I, I you don't want, dude. That's what you want to go to sleep to. No, no. But just like <laughs> you don't want to pretend you're somewhere else. What do you listen to? Uh, nothing. But when I do, well, nature, like very calm nature noises. I mean, white noise, I kind of like. Yeah, white noise, I'm cool with too. No, but like when I work, harsh, I listen. Harsh noise. When I, when I work, I listen to almost exclusively this loop of like a train going. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I like that. It's just like the, does it Does it ever crash? Well, it, it did one time. <laughs> that would be was, wild. I was real high on uh, ayahuasca. You know, so who knows? No, no, I, I don't know. I just like the rhythmic of like the. Yeah, I could see that, but it would, it would freak you out if all of a sudden it was like, was like and it was like screaming, twisting, <laughs> twisting metal and explosion. It's gas, it's gas. <laughs> I, I saw, I just saw a very funny meme today. It was like a woman talking to a flight attendant, and she's like, "How often do planes crash?" And the flight attendant's like, "Just once." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. That is a good joke. That's a good Yo, one. I really talking about ayahuasca. I really want to do DMT, but I don't even begin to know where where to get that. Y'all got any DMT? I don't. Yeah, I got a whole bunch in my pocket. That shit. That shit is a lunch break drug. Yeah, they and, call it the businessman's trip, right? Because you like, yeah, like you could, it's like twenty it's, minutes long. right? Yeah, you can get straight real quick from it. <laughs> I did do it one time, and we did get straight real quick from it. Like it really was like on and off, just like that. It's like, uh, what do you call it's it? It's pretty crazy. What's the other one that like is like 30 It's like, wit, like whippets. <laughs> it's like tripping whippets. It's like, it's like you hit this shit and instantly you're tripping. Just like full on like. I have a secret weakness for whippets. Not that I, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a minute, but man, that's a fun drug. Have you all ever had run-ins with the nitrous mafia? No. Have you heard of these guys? Yeah. No. yeah. Well, they like fight over turf. Yeah, it's sort of like there's this group like in sort of like the, I don't know, in this general region like Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, I guess. 
um, these guys like like jealously guard like the uh, the turf outside of like you know fish concerts and raves or whatever to like sell nitrous tanks, and it's like I remember like when I was out of college, right? I had this DJ crew, the irresponsible DJ crew. We played dubstep. <laughs> You'd never show up to 2010, your shows. 2011. It was spelled E A R responsible. You get it? Oh, you with us? <laughs> um, and we would like throw these parties like up around LaSalle, and like people, this group of guys, like none of us knew who they were, would just show up with the nitrous. And I think they were the nitrous mafia, and they were total dickheads. They were trying to get in on the the, the turf if they weren't a part of it. That's a fun drug, man. It's just like they heard they heard about a, like a semi rave and they showed up. I I um I don't know. They heard about some white kids near LaSalle who were having a party and probably had some money. Yeah. It's got that shit. Yeah. I I don't like the voice that the people make. Wah, 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 wah. Like they're like <laughs> That's the best and worst part is the voice. <laughs> it's like, Weird, man. It's like they become goddamn possessed. It's I do not like hearing it. Yeah, it's the want want voice is super weird. <laughs> I saw someone outside of what was the like what was the nice, nice big old balloon? It's like the electric factor, right? I saw someone take a pool on one and just like oh, fall this over is the danger, and break yeah. their teeth out on this car bumper. People do die on nitrous just from falling yeah, over and cracking fall their heads open. Yeah, sometimes you just like go out. I had a friend who was like way in, like a connoisseur of nitrous. <laughs> and he ordered like, he got like this special cracker from Europe and he would order all of these special little uh, cartridges, um, some kind of a European like cooking <laughs> distributor um, that was made. And man, he was real, pure whip it was called. He was all about it. And it, was a, whip. <laughs> it was a high, it was a higher grade, man. It would get you fucked up. Then the next day you wake up and there's like 400 empty like nitrogen. <laughs> You know, cartridges around the room. And you're like, oh, what the fuck kind of night? You feel semi-retarded for four days. It just feels they call like it hippie crack, man. You just fucking keep going. It's with like it. real yeah. chemical. Like, I mean, like really. I mean, it all everything's a chemical. Like, I get that, but it just seems yeah, like and it just really, like stops oxygen to your. You really blast it. Yeah, you like you really blasted your neutrons there. <laughs> like really. <laughs> Yeah, there's some recovery associated with like a heavy night of that. Like it's you're, it's a couple of days before you feel like yourself. Oh, you, you definitely fried some shit. Anyway. I definitely never like sat there for like two hours just doing whippets. Thank God. <laughs> I have. I've definitely. Like, had <laughs> I was definitely like, oh, what do you want? To do? Like, yeah, like the party, you know, is like doing whippets, and like several hundred have been done by the end of the night. <laughs> Jesus. Multiple cases of oh, pure whippets. <laughs> It's bad shit. I remember. I know this guy. He used to get some kind of like Iranian tobacco or something that you would hit, and it was like the most intense, like fucking nicotine buzz you've ever had in your life. It's <laughs> just like directly to you. Yeah, and we would like rip that shit, like waste all his expensive fucking Iranian tobacco or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> was it expensive or like did it hit you hard because it was like cheap, nasty shit? I think it was expensive. No, it like felt like like it felt like the first time you ever had a cigarette. Every time. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like you got that lightheaded. Like, All right, guys, we got a game. This maybe this is it. Who knows? Um, 
you've left Father Minokios. You left him a, a broken, defeated man, certainly, Carl. You kind of looted his basement, took the vampire that was out of there, killed the saint that he had guarding the area. Hey, now they got two relics there. They do. They have the body of St. Artemius. Not his head, though. Not his head. Yeah, so you guys have left there. Offer on the table from Marchand. You guys can take sweet jobs with the city. You don't have to do a fucking thing. And we're hustling. And we I all... did accept that job, by the way. Did you? You were, like, uh, dancing on it. Then he said he would talk to Tom Faye. But if, yeah, you could Oh, no, no, yeah. no. I accepted the job. I was talking about the dark gift is what okay. we're talking about. Yeah, then, you know, the paperwork, I'm sure... Will be on its way. Councilman Jackson's busy, but he'll take care of business. He knows who to take care of, and it is a nice deal. Um, so you've got that, perhaps in your future, both of you. Kurt, you also got a phone call, Princess Porphyria, down at the escape room, letting you know that this dirty magazine that you, as an older gentleman, gave to this younger lady um, and forced her to read <laughs> and write a book report on. Um, but she she was eager, dove into it, called you back. Interesting developments. That she has gleaned from reading this filthy magazine that you had found in Boner Forever, Temporary Malbuzz Forever, Forever Now, Temporarily, Boner Forever Again. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, where things are. To... What, what, what are you guys, what's going on? I'm heading down to the escape room because uh, A, I want to get this head off my hands. Sure. And B, I want to um, get uh, the report from. Uh, for my good friend demonic transportation so is it the bus you're taking the bus to South Philly your own yeah, private yeah take the demon bus you summon a, a demon bus and like a spectral septa a bus appears <laughs> a moment later on the corner it's like it's waiting for you the door is open you step in um, and there's other people on it they're all ghosts they're going places you're not sure where this bus terminates where it originates but clearly it's going to more places than South Philadelphia you grab the old lady handle step into it um, there is like a guy with a frog face wearing a, a trench coat. You got to kind of rub against for a moment. His eyes get even wider. Um, you ride the bus. You take it south. Go down to Whitman. Depart from. You pull the the rope. It burns your finger for a moment. Signal your stop. Uh, but they let you off, and you find yourself down in South Philly. Mm-hmm. Bus six 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 pulls away, <laughs> ah, and then it explodes in flame. You hear the agony of a million tormented souls. Sick. Um, <laughs> you make your way over yeah, to the, uh, the escape room. Karen, escape room, she's still out front. There's a couple people. Um, there's a couple people that she's holding in line. You heard her just say, "Like we'll let you in in a moment." Um, there's currently people struggling to escape. So you go in, you uh, go past her, find your way inside, little thin hallway you go through, then there's like the area where ticketing and stuff takes place. She's in there, your gal, Princess Porphyria. Her face lights up with a pale glow when you come into the space. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you came so quick. I assumed you were like out doing something really cool and important tonight. Oh, I was. You just called me at the exact right time. Great timing. You're so good at that. Well, thanks. Thanks. So, I, I, you know, I got right into looking at that book that you had given me. Um, and it's hot. It's real fucking sexy. But mm-hmm. I did manage to find... There, there's some stuff going on there. It's some kind of a grimoire or manual. So I asked that guy who owns the place if he, like, had any information on or something. 
And he did. He had a bunch of books. He said, I know him like a favor later. Um, who knows what he's going to want. But like, he gave me some books and I, I looked into what's going on. And there's something here about this guy, Malbuzz, that keeps popping mm-hmm. up. Do you know about that? I've heard the name. I know a thing or two about Malbuzz. But what did you learn about him? Uh, well, a lot of the the things in these books. And so the, these other books. And she's got a, a couple more ancient looking tomes in front of her. One of his, uh, the Tobin Spirit Guide is one of them. She's got the the Manual of the Plains, first edition version. Um, but they got a lot of information in them. And uh, so this Malba, it seems like there's... And you said you found this from like a building that had like a bunch of flies. And that's one of the, the rituals that's going on here. I think... There's a summoning. And this Malbuzz guy, from what I can tell, he's uh he's just interested in like the dirtiest places he could find. And you know, mm. I think he's he's being drawn to Philadelphia because it's just so filthy and disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, it, that makes sense. When I, I you know, and reading these rituals and seeing what's going on with the garbage strike and that scow that still stopped in the Delaware, like I think they're trying to bring him here. Who do you think they are? Well, I don't know. I mean, you just gave me the book. So I don't know sure. whoever had it and other people. But um, he, he does have a, a herald who signals his arrival, it seems like. Oh. She's flipping through. She pulls open the, the manual of the planes, which is a pretty detailed book showing all of these kind of extra planar, extra planetary type of like forces. Um and she shows you a picture of the herald of this guy. It seems like he arrives like a year or two before the summoning. Um, flips to the page in the book. And this herald of Malbus is like a big kind of like fuzzy orange thing with like these wild eyes. Um, like the drawings of it are all kind of like disjointed and chaotic and stuff. And it seems like a year or two before Malbus comes into town. This guy comes and like sets the stage. Hmm. I don't suppose it's ringing any bells for me, is it? Uh, why don't you uh, roll wild? Put a face to a name. Got an eight there. An eight. Um, it's it's gritty. Oh, <laughs> it's gritty. Yeah, looking at this thing, I mean, unless someone is emulating it, it looks like a striking resemblance. You always thought, I assume Gritty, uh, Gritty was connected to Fanatic, but maybe there's something more sinister going on with Philadelphia's newest, most rambunctious resident. <laughs> huh, it kind of looks like um, the new uh, Flyers mascot, doesn't it? Wouldn't you say, Princess? Um. Yeah, I... Uh... I guess it does. It says if you could defeat him or remove him, it would be a signal to Malbuzz that he wouldn't want to, to come. And it sounds like when he gets here, it's just going to be like pretty gnarly and dirty. But I mean, you know, I got to say, this magazine kind of turned me on. If it's going to be like that, I'm not sure it's the worst thing. I'll tell you what. I would hate to go against Gritty. I love him. We all do, right? I mean, everyone seems to really enjoy him. We love Gritty in this. Series. I mean, and how much dirtier could Philadelphia get? It's a great point. It's a great point. And I'll tell you what. Ah, oh, man. 
not only that, but he's become an icon of the left. It's true. I I haven't quite understood that. I don't really pay attention to much like current stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Fucking gritty, man. You know, anything really written after Lord Byron just doesn't interest me. Yeah, sure, sure. That's real, real goth shit. Real OG goth shit. <laughs> Mary Shelley fucking in a cemetery and that kind of thing. That's what you're into, huh? Yeah, I've been looking at some spells that can maybe send me back there or something. Because there's some real magic out there, isn't there, Master? What can you show me? What can you give me? You know, the other day I was, so I was back in the dorm, flipping through the channels, and Rambo was on the TV, and everyone was like, oh, he's so hot with his RPG, blowing things up, he's so sexy, but that wasn't the kind of thing that turned me on, that wasn't the power that I was interested in, I was like, there's got to be more than this. Hmm. I'll tell you what, here's a very important lesson in magic, Princess Porphyria. In heaven, earth, and the places below. Mm Mm-hmm. There are many powers. You've I, seen a few of them. you've seen a few of them since we've met, right? I have. You've you've borne witness to a few. Have you ever stood beside a rocket-propelled grenade as it left its tube? Have you ever felt the vibration? Have you heard? Have you heard the thump, the powerful uh, launching sound? Have you felt the heat of the explosion of a <laughs> rocket-propelled grenade? <laughs> There are many powers more arcane and perhaps more mysterious than the RPG, but few is immediate and devastating. Perhaps I've... I think I've thought about the RPG all wrong. I'm ashamed. (laughs) I think you should reconsider. I'd love to feel it sometime. (laughs) The explosion, the burst of energy, the power. Well, I'll tell you what. You can. I could show you this power tonight. Okay. How would you like to um, make this city a better place to interrupt some dark powers that have been making uh, it, that have been? Will it help you? I think it'll help me. I think it'll help our. Uh, I think it'll help everyone uh, in this whole city. Well, yeah, and you'll get to feel the heat of the grenade. Okay. I want to feel it. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to uh, our our friend, Mister Fave, real quick. Then I'm gonna make a phone call, and then you and I are gonna run an errand. Okay. Okay. And, and as you're talking there, you notice your phone is buzzing a little bit, and you're getting like a notification of something going on on Instagram. Okay. Uh, I I walk away from her. Yeah, as you're talking to her, you you flip down at it, and you're getting an update, and it's actually from Princess Porphyria's account. Um, and Ooh. you see her, um, like showing a book to um, Wilted Rose, and as Rose starts to read it, um, Perfira clubs her over the head with like a little object, and then it like the video jumps ahead, and she's like dragging her unconscious body to the Leo door in the basement that you've seen before. Damn. But yeah, I, I, yeah, whatever you whatever you need from me tonight, I'm there. Okay. Um. Start out with these videos, and I send her... Uh, he is a scoundrel. Her. Don't listen to this man is telling you. You hear a voice <laughs> coming out of your backpack. That's great. That's just what I wanted. 
<laughs> I this pull man the head is out. Not, young lady, this man is not to be trusted. I pull the head out. It is you know Ar- this- Ar- Artemius, his eyes locked on you. You know who this is, Princess Porphyria? Uh, I don't. This is a Catholic saint, a real obscure one, Artemius. I'm not that, I am not that obscure. He was born in Egypt, and uh, he was martyred under, um, what is it, Emperor Julian? It was Julian. <laughs> and I would, do, I would do it again. Real old dude. And I can assure you that soon enough, my body will grow back and reattach, and we will not forget what was done to us. I stuff it back in the bag. You cannot keep me in here. So it's a, you, you just kind of, his voice is a little bit muffled, yelling from inside the bag. Eventually, he shuts up. What was mm-hmm. that? I told you it was a Catholic saint that I uh, slew and decapitated tonight. <laughs> Always have Catholic saint. What about you got any Methodist? <laughs> <laughs> the Methodists don't revere saints; they consider it idolatry. What about? Presbyterian. Didn't you learn about the Protestant Reformation in school? I didn't pay attention to religion. <laughs> well, you know, history is history. There's only one thing for me, Dark Master. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, Princess, you just you just sit tight right here, okay? And I go find a... Look for uh, and she's the she's like at like the ticket window of the place, and she's got the back of it set up a little bit now. It kind of looks like a like a coffee shop. It's kind of goth. She's like made it her. She's in a comfortable chair drinking coffee the whole time. She's talking to you back there. You take your leave. Okay, great. I find uh, my boss, Mister Fabe. You start to wander um, a little bit, then you run to him. Just like this narrow hallway that you're pretty sure wasn't even there um, when you walked into the place a couple minutes ago. Oh. Did you pay admission, or are you just checking out the place? Uh, I got my admission right here, and I pull out the head of Artemius. Um, oh, is that St. Artemius? Yeah, the one and only. I thought you might have some use for He's him. He's kind of frozen looking at uh, your buddy there. Um, it's kind of the way he was when you like held your sword, kind of in like this uh, static state or whatever. So he's not, he's not saying anything. Uh, where did you come across this gentleman? Um, we're in a church in um in North Philly. What do you think, Artemius? Have you uh, run into the God of the Templars before? Here he is before you. What do you think of that? I think he'll fetch a nice price on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Well, well, he's all yours, boss. How high do you think we should set the reserve on it? <laughs> Be aggressive. This is a this is a hot item. I always get I always get nervous things aren't going to sell, and I feel like I'm. Selling myself short, leaving some money <laughs> on the table. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe you should keep him for yourself. Yes. Well, is there anything I can do for you, Kurt? You've been such a loyal worker, and bringing me this head is very sweet of you. I was hoping that I could uh, borrow Princess Porphyria for the night. Oh, what did you have in mind? Um. Well, I just want to do assault a uh, mummers club, actually. Well, would you, would you like her soul, Kurt? I feel like you've earned it. She could be yours. Um, I mean, I just wanted her to, um, you know, fire a rocket into a building for me. <laughs> That's all I really need. Well, do with her whatever you'd like. I'll leave the soul collecting to you, 
uh, yeah. But yeah, thank you. I, I, I'll take that. Well, you've done such a good job. I feel like you deserve one of your own. Well, you know, I did want to talk to you about something, uh, boss. Um, All you need to do is pay for a $200 membership and buy six months worth of inventory. And it'll be like you're owning your own business. You should really get your own soul. <laughs> Multi-level marketing. <laughs> no, no, we, we don't say that. I really, I'm, I'm interested in your personal growth, Kurt. I think you should get start getting collecting souls of your own. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so interested in the souls, boss. I think um, the the powers uh, is good, but um, you know, I had an idea for branching out. Um, a bit of a maybe a cultural exchange program between, um, you know, your business and uh, and 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 another group. Um, I'm always interested. What do you think of me become? What What did you say, boss? I'm, I'm always interested in business opportunities. What if? What if? I still work for you, right? I still am a um, am a demon human hybrid in your employ, with all the benefits and responsibilities that come with that, and re- pers- but, personal growth and rewards as well. N- naturally, but I'm also a vampire. Oh. All right, I go over to the night side. I work with those guys for a while. Spend some time uh, learning their their management structures. Um, you know, I think it'd be a great opportunity for me career-wise, and I think that I could bring a lot um, to the table here with your business, um, you know, in terms of connections, in terms of experience, and and learning about, you know, uh, different different management styles and, and, and things like that. Uh, what... what well, how can I be sure that you'll stay loyal to me, Curtis? Have I ever been anything less, boss? No, but you've also never worked for anyone else. But I have a question for you. Do you think that we could... Yeah. Do you think that we'll profit from this? Do you think that it will be beneficial for both of us? I'll tell you what. The organization I'm talking about is one of the most influential in the city. I don't, I don't see how it could, could fail to be anything less than profitable for us. Um, why don't you roll? I'm talking you, why don't you roll your heart? Okay. Roll to nine, dude. He's gonna do it, but he's gonna want. He's gonna want another deck. Oh no! I know. <laughs> oh no! A red Curtis. Let's go forward with it. I'm interested. What you're capable of, but you do know that I own your soul, and it will re- remain with me. So just remember where your loyalty lies. I understand that the lore of vampires in the night can be very appealing and intoxicating to some. Well, you know, uh, you know, uh, I've always enjoyed my pleasures, boss. But uh, at the end of the day, when you call, I come, right? Yes. You can count on me. Yes, well, enjoy your time with the vampires and with your new girlfriend. Uh, I sure will. Thank you so much. He just stares at you. Are you having a hard time? <laughs> uh, I, Are you having a hard time getting out? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't know which way to go as I as I exit the hallway. <laughs> the escape is so difficult. He watches you. He shakes his fist a little bit. They were able to get get out of the place. 
Um, no sign of the mummers that you led to their death um, that had, had gone into there. So you exit. Mm-hmm. You're back outside. It's uh, You guys have just been going all night. It's like 4 in the morning at this point. 3.30, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I call Carl up on the phone. Uh, I'm asleep. Uh, hello? Oh, hello? Hey, Carl, I need you to bring me that rocket-propelled grenade right now. What do you want to use it for? I was going to shoot it at a mummer's building. Yeah, I was just going to have um, somebody else shoot it at a mummer's building for us. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, everything works out in the end, I suppose. Yeah, you want to do anything other than shoot the um, shoot the rocket at it? I mean, I was going to burn. I was going to hit them, and then hit some of the other mummers' uh, spots while we're at it. You know, I made a bunch of Molotov cocktails. Okay, sounds good. Sounds like a, um, a raid on Two Street. <laughs> yeah, we can raid Two Street. Um, oh, here's the other thing, uh, Carl. You know, since you're all about protecting the city now and stuff. Um. <laughs> Uh, I found out uh, what that Malbuzz guy is, right? Yeah. He's sort of a shit filth demon. That makes sense. You know? Um, and um, it's hard to imagine the Mummers aren't aren't involved in this somehow since they're all about making the city shitty. But, um, uh, you know, he's attracted to trash and garbage and stuff. And, um, and uh Philadelphia apparently is his next uh nesting place and uh his herald is here already. It's none other than uh the Flyers' own mascot, uh our beloved Gritty. Oh, not Gritty. I know, that's what I said. <laughs> oh man, I got I got tons of t shirts with Gritty on them. Yikes. You tell me that guy's a demon? A demon's herald? What he's a herald, yeah, he's like the silver surfer or something. <laughs> oh boy. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. Or like, um, I guess he's like uh, Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters or whatever. <laughs> well, I would think that uh, Rick, he's more of the Rick Moranis type. <laughs> he might be the Rick Moranis. You that know, sounds more I'm the keymaster. Yeah, Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> I mean, you know, it took me a long time to realize that that was just a thinly veiled metaphor for sex. I was a little kid. Actually, you know, when I was like 15, watching that movie, maybe even a little younger, like, hey, that's about boning. You know? Yeah, it's it's funny how they sneak that stuff in, huh? Oh, yeah. Let's, let's go shoot, show this bitch how we do it downtown. Uh, should we, uh, when do you want to do this thing with the mummers? Uh, let's do the thing with the mummers immediately. Um, and then, um, I'm going to, uh, yeah, let's just do the thing with the mummers real quick. That won't take long. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, let's do it. I'm on my way. Yeah. So I get up and I like change my clothes, uh, take a quick shower. Yeah. What's the montage scene here as you guys are gearing up to go? Oh, I'm sounds like. Wreaking havoc on two street. I'm strapped and like it's just like one quick shot of me like holstering my gun and like uh, another one of me sharpening a blade. So Kevin Garnett style, you're bringing everything. Yeah, I'm bringing the AK-47. I'm bringing it in the Glock. You know, I'm bringing all that. Uh, 
you know. Um, I'm bringing all that shit. I've me putting uh, my Molotov cocktails in a bag. Um, and then, like, a few... Yeah, wait, what like, are you doing with all of those... What are you doing with all those open beards? <laughs> I, I, uh, you know they've got rags in them. I'm going to go light these on fire and throw them through uh, the windows of uh, some evil wizards. If, if, if anything goes wrong, can I have the building? Yeah, you can have the building. Fantastic. Good luck. I might not need to come back. I'm, you know what? I'm sick of fucking people pushing me around, Serafina. Yes, what we all need is a good city union job. <laughs> right? I don't know. I'm 140 years old and I'm still working. Yeah. The fortune teller's union is piss poor. <laughs> I believe it, yeah. All right, well, I'm just sick of this shit. I'm so burned out. I need a new life. I need a new lifestyle. All right. If I don't come back, you can have the building. I don't care. Yes, you have a bright future. I can tell, Carl. I can't tell if it's the phosphorus glow of an explosion or something fortunate on your horizon, though. Well, I'm, you know, only one way we're going to find out. Yes, well, good luck. Thanks. And I, uh, yeah, I get my car. I, I throw all the shit in, the RPG, all that stuff. And I, I head down to, I guess, the. You got the RPG. You got the. Yeah, easy. I got the RPG. I guess they're at the, the, um, what's it called? The escape room? Yeah. Yeah, I head down there. Meanwhile, I'm showing Porphyria YouTube videos on how to operate a rocket propelled grenade launcher. I mean, it seems like I just have to point and squeeze the trigger, right? Squeeze, don't pull. But how do I, like, feel it the most? Because um, what you were saying, the launch, when it shoots out of you, and like, oh, I can only imagine what that's like. Yeah, don't, don't worry. You'll feel it. You'll feel it. Okay. So listen, uh, my uh, associate Carl's going to come. He's going to be ready for this raid. He's got even more, you know, goodies, more examples of, um, you might call them the mundane powers, the powers of fire and kerosene, but uh, you'll find they can be just as intoxicating as the dark arts. I don't know if that's true. Well, you'll just have to try it out and see, huh? We all got to try a little bit of everything, right? You're basically in, you're basically in a, dark power college right now you know this is think of this as an elective <laughs> i'm excited pyrotechnics um i'm gonna send you off with him and then um i'm gonna go see about some other uh powers of the night as it were okay all right well i mean we don't get to stay together i'll be back okay well i'll be here waiting okay be, be uh be safe Mm-hmm. If you need anything, you can just give me a call. I sure will. Okay. I'll let you know if I find any RPGs, and we'll have like more than one. And we can maybe each shoot one. <laughs> oh, I would love to shoot them together. We could that like maybe really nice, shoot yeah. the, shoot them at each other. <laughs> That'd be fun. You ever get like bored in Grand Theft Auto and just walk right in front of a car and shoot a rocket at it? <laughs> I've never done that. Well, you can do it in real life now. <laughs> this is so much better than video games. Well, I'll, I'll, mm. I'll be here waiting, waiting for your friend. 
Great. Great. All right, so I text Carl to let him know that um, Porfirio is waiting for him, and he's she's going to be his support on this operation. Oh, you're not coming. I'm not coming. I'm going to North Philly. I'm going to find Marshawn Jackson, and I'm I'm not going to waste any time about uh, securing uh, the dark gift. Okay. Yeah. So I drive down to um, I drive down to um, two street, right up to the set. You pick up you what you pick up this gal. Yeah. Sorry, I, I pick her up. Okay. You swing by the place. You've met her before. Um, you both know you're supposed to be hooking up. She hops in the pickup truck. She's gone on like uh, the 68 hold Doc Martens Ooh. all the way up. Um, practically pet pants. Um, <laughs> she's got on uh, a black wedding dress. That's what she was wearing previous. She's got that, that whole look on. Her makeup's done. Um, I hear uh, you've got an RPG for me and it's just like magic. Oh, it's magical. You're going to find out. And I got a bunch of these. I got a bunch of stuff. Listen, when I'm shooting it, could you take a video and and send it to me? Oh yeah, I think it's best always best to document things like this. Yeah, I want to make sure that I I, I can send it to some people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You want to put it on that Instagram app? What is that? I don't know. I heard about it. Oh, wait, it's not important. All right, let's go. So uh, yeah, it's not that far away, right? It's like ten blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. So two street runs south. Um, you pick it up right at Washington, since you get the full length of it lined. Well, you've got the uh, Mummer's Museum at the start of it, um, co- sort of. Uh, but then you've got all these clubhouses just lined it, man. There's probably a dozen and a half Mummer's Clubhouses dotting the length of Two Street. Uh, you've got your pickup truck loaded up. Um, Porfirio, she helped herself to a, a machine gun that you had. <laughs> Yeah, she's got she's got the AK with the banana clip, um, the RPG at her side. She's been watching a lot of Rambo. Oh boy, uh, you look yeah. ready for this Rambo too. Listen, uh, you know Kurt. Kurt said that this was important, and it would be a step in me feeling magic and knowing what it's like to to, to feel this first. And we're doing it. How many people are we going to kill? I mean. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you here. All right. You're well, probably fo- going to kill a lot of people here. I'll, I'll follow your lead. Okay. Why don't you take this rocket here? And that's the satin strutters. You get in the back of the truck here. All right. And we're just going to creep down this street. And I'm going it, to, it's going to be like that game. Pa- <laughs> it's going to be like that game. Paperboy. You ever play Paperboy on the Nintendo? No. You're a little young. It's okay. I'm just going to point places. You're going to shoot a rocket at it. And when you run out of rockets, I want you to just light these Molotov cocktails and throw them right on the front <laughs> of the building. Or even better, through the window. At the the satin strutters? Yeah. Well, you know, the first thing... Well, what, if, what, what if well, some of them are out and they're at, like... What if some of the satin strutters are out at other clubhouses? Shouldn't we blow them up, too? Well, yeah, it's the first thing we're, first one we're going to hit satin strutters. Right. Then we're just going to go down the block. I'm going to point at buildings that are clubhouses. You're going to hit them with a RPG or a Matov cocktail, okay? <laughs> Sounds good. So she leaps into the back with the R- she leaps into the back in like a squat with the RPG on her shoulder. Um, it is early morning uh, by the time you get down there, pick her up and get over there. Um, it's a summer. Sun is uh, is coming up early. It's like 5.15 in the morning. 
and you're scrolling. There's no one, you know, no one for, you know, two blocks ahead of you. It's just you creeping in your pickup truck. You get onto Washington, start to make your way south. You hit uh, Reed, Dickinson. The the uh, the clubhouse for the Satin Sutters is at 2nd Dickinson. It's on 2nd Street, East Hand, east side of the street, um, on the corner there. What do you, you pointed out to her? Hey, that's the one right there, Princess Princess P. Let her rip. Feel that feel the magic. Touch the magic back there. She takes the <laughs> RPG. Um, you see her her shoulder kind of drooping under the weight a little bit. Um, but you stare at her as she does. You stop the car. I give. Uh, I, I, I stick my. Uh, I give her the thumbs up out the window. <laughs> Why don't you roll? Uh, whatever the aid. Lend a hand or get in the way. Roll uh, her faction, which I think is. What do you think her faction is? Well, Kurt? she's aligned with Kurt, right? Is that she wild? Is. That would be I would wild. Think wild because of who she's aligned with, but maybe it could be. We don't power. Roll wild or mortality, whichever you'd prefer, Carl. Carl. She could be power too, since she right could, now yeah. she's basically a mortal wizard. Roll anything other than night, Carl. Your pick. Um. All right. Well, then I'll make this easier on myself. I'll just roll mortality because I don't know. She hasn't demonstrated she has any powers yet. It doesn't matter. I mean, she and she's shooting a rocket. Yeah. So, 10. So you can give her advantage to this. You stop the car, point it out, make sure everything's real steady. Um, give her a couple words of encouragement. Let her know how much this will mean to Kurt. Um, and you stare back at her. You see her face through the, through the glass. Her eyes are just locked in on this <laughs> building. It's on the corner, two stories, wrapping around it. And, I mean, the way you're stopped pretty much in the intersection, you're 25 Feet from the thing, and her eyes are just locked on. And then you see like a glint, like a flash of red in her eyes. Like she's targeting it with some kind of demonic force she's been able to trap it through. She squeezes that trigger, the smoke shoots out of the back of that thing. And from like, and in a split second, 25 feet later, the RPG just shoots into the brick masonry facade um, of this building and just explodes it. Both of you are hit with shrapnel. Your car is all dented up. Um, from the chipped bricks um, that are flying uh, towards you guys. The, the whole second floor of the place is now on fire. Um, half collapsed. A split seconds later, you hear like a loud collapse as some interior things just fall through, probably the floor collapsing. Um, and then you hear like the horrible sound of tons of like out-of-tune mandolins. Just like... <laughs> echo- echoing down two street. Uh Porfirio looks over at you, gives his thumbs up, pulls out a lighter, lights a Molotov cocktail, I, I, uh, and he's looking at you. Are we close to the Mummers Museum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hey. on Washington. Okay, why don't you hop out, run over there, throw one through this window there, okay? Then you get back in, then you jump back in the back of the Run like five feet. Yeah, it's a couple of blocks. It's a couple of blocks. All right, all right. Okay, I, I'll, wait, I, I'll wait here no, I, with uh, the explosion. Uh, I, I creep, we, we keep creeping down the street, and I just... Uh, Point to like various clubhouses that I want her to Molotov. I got like sure. a dozen Molotov cocktails. So with you directing, driving, why don't you roll your blood? I'd say you're probably, I don't know if it matters. I keep forgetting if you have that ability, but you are on the hunt. Sure. Oh man. Uh, a, uh, a 16 or no, that's impossible. 15. Two street looks like fucking Dresden. You guys are just <laughs> shit. You guys are rolling through there. Molotov cocktail. Somehow, 
Um, you look at Porphyria, and there's another RPG that just kind of manifested itself um, in the launcher. <laughs> she takes out a building with that. Whoa. And you guys are just speeding down the street. You get in on it um, with a, a, a gun, some throwing knives you have um, to target stuff. Yeah. Do I ghost ride the whip a little bit? <laughs> and I take out that like m- m- golden uh, banjo and just play it like Pied Piper next to the car as it creeps down the, the street and it, it creates this the full sound of the mummers. So she continue yeah, so you fill the air um with this like festive mummers music as she is just pelting both sides of the street with Molotov Kalka. And you look into the cab of your car and you are ghost riding the whip. You see the keyhole peeper. That creepy guy, Moon, you had dealt with before. He's cra- he he's crouched. You're not sure if he's been there the whole time or what, but he's crouched it where like the down by where the pedals are, holding the one down and keeping the car going as you drift down the street and you just fill the air with the mummers music, taunting everyone on two street. Are any are any like on fire mummers running out or anything like that? Yeah. Um some guys who were sleeping off a rough Friday night come stumbling out of some of the places disoriented. Uh-huh. Um a bunch I machine gun them down as they come out. <laughs> uh, they're reduced to a, a fine red mist yeah. that splatters <laughs> all over their neighbors' mailboxes. Um, packages that have been delivered and not picked up. Copies of the Philly Weekly. They're all just getting drenched in the blood that you're <laughs> spilling all over the place. I mean, there's a good dozen and a half buildings on fire as you guys have your reign of terror down two streets. I just give Princess Perfume, I'm like, you get out of this car, and I give her a, like, a biggest machine gun I got, right? <laughs> AK-4, I'm like, any mummer that runs out, you just blow him the fuck away. Two in the chest, one in the head, okay? You know, this, this isn't magic at all. Well, it feels pretty magical to me. <laughs> she grabs the AK. She actually has her own AK. She puts them together, runs some duct tape Two over the them. barrels, <laughs> so they're connected yeah. into a single machine gun. Um... Two of them. And then she doesn't even wait for people to come. She actually stor- storms into one of the buildings like she's an assault team. Um, it's not it's not, and it's not even a mummer's club. It's just someone's house. Um, and she goes oh, running hey, into oh, it. Oh, 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 don't do that there. Oh, then God, you, you, you hear assault rifle fire coming from inside of it as you continue to banjo music your way down two streets. I uh, I throw the banjo. I just toss the banjo into a burning building. Moon, move the moon, 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 moon over. Moon, get out of here! And I just gun it away. You jump back in there. He stays right where he is, as far as you can tell, and speed out of there. The sound of gunfire continues uh, from behind you as you peel out of it and turn off of Two Street and drive into the dawn. Kurt, I I'm actually heading. To where does Marshawn Jackson live? He lives in Fairmount. Yeah, I'm heading that direction. But go ahead. All right. So you peel off yeah, of two street. Business. Head there, uh, Kurt. You left Porphyria some instructions. She seems like a dutiful young lady. She's gonna follow them. So now you've got the the morning. I mean, you could hit up a breakfast place. The 24 hour ones, really, probably just a diner. Uh, what what was on your agenda? For 5.15, 5 a.m. Um, probably like 4.30 when you last talked to, to Carl. You left. Um, yeah, so if I still had time, I wanted to get back to North Philly. Yeah, um, you had time. And see Marshawn Jackson before sunrise and talk to him about um, the arrangement we discussed before about the dark gift. Sure. So you head on over. Um, he left you some contact info. 
You know, because the idea was you, you'd follow up with this info. So he left you a way to get in touch with him. Um, you call the number, and uh, it's not him, but uh, the person who answers is expecting or familiar with you and tells you to come by his Fairmount mansion. So Yeah, I do so. I head right there. Yeah, so he lives on, uh, I think, the 2200 block of Brown. Um, and it's a big fucking place, man. Set back from the street. Um, gorgeous old brownstone. Massive, massive property. Mm-hmm. Um, you approach it. You're led inside. Um, like a, a servant type. Um, you wait. Uh, you give it a drink. Whatever you'd like. Some real vampire shit. I love it. Dem Marchand. He, he, uh, you're led into a... It's like a game room. Pool table. It's a chess table. A um, bunch of shit like that. Like not like, They're not playing D&D. They're uh, mm-hmm. some uh, stuff. A bar in there. Anyway, Marshawn joins you a short while later. Before you say anything. Some express that. I cannot thank you enough. For what you were involved in tonight. Well, you know, it was it was really my pleasure, Mr. Jackson. Um just happy to uh help our help our city and help you and um and uh Yeah. But for years know, um, the threat that something would happen to my father when he was in an unobtainable place really put limits on what we were capable of. And now that he's back home resting, we can really do the things we want to do in this city. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing, Kurt, that you want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of those things. That's why I'm here. You thinking about politics? Looking to run? I could see myself there. I could see that too. But first off, you know... You know, I'll tell you what. I can say you up with the double pension. How does that make you feel? <laughs> double pension sounds great. But you need a lot of, you need we'll a lot of time. You need four or five... Enjoy- Don't worry about that. Well, what I'm saying, though, is um, you need a lot of time to enjoy a double pension, right? And uh, my kind, that's something we're short on. Hmm. Well, so we talked about. We did. Now, I haven't had a chance to reach out to your employer, but I'm guessing that you've spoken to the man. And you I've seem like a man of your word. That's right. Uh, what I suggested to him was a sort of a um, sort of a corporate exchange program. I come work with you for a while, um, uh, and we can um, come to some mutually uh, beneficial arrangements. I have certain powers, advantages uh, granted to me by my current employer that uh, I think you would find very useful. Are you looking to taste what the other side is like? We can make I that. Sure, ha- we can make that happen, Kurt. I sure am, Mister Jackson. Well, are you ready for it? I've never been more ready for anything in my life. You understand what you're getting into then. I don't think I need to go over the rules. Let's get down to it then. All right, my friend. Let's get this over with. Let's enjoy it though. You know, while this is all happening, can I attempt to sneak into the house? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Probably right after it's over. Um, okay. Uh, so Marshawn keeps you in that room that you're in. Um, and he, uh, some of his boys come out. He's got like a crew, some guys who are around. Um, they roll up a blunt. They got beers and they're like hanging out. It's like a bunch of guys getting ready to like have a good time. Um, they crack open some beers, give them to you. And they're just like bullshitting. 
um, asking you about yourself, you know, where you're from. Why don't you roll your heart? Okay. Not good. Five. A five. Yo, how do we know we could trust you, man? I mean, I've... You know, I know the boss, man. He brought us here. We're going to chill, hang out. What would you want here? Something real special. I know it. It's more than just that special, though. See, me... See, my voice. We look out for each other. Now, if you want to be part of our thing, and that sounds like that's what you're asking, I got to know. We all got to know that you're for us. Mm-hmm. Or you're just looking to dip in. Is that what you want? And that's cool, too. Dip in, figure out what's up, and then go back to your own crew. Is that what's going on here? I'm here to be a part of this organization. And I'm here for me. I'm here to get what I can out of it. Uh, and I think that you all have a lot to offer. We all know, um, and that's the score. All right, so one of them, uh, this dude then, he kind of like takes a step forward to you. He pushes you back. You lay down on the like the couch that you're sitting in, and he's holding you down by your forehead. And then Marshawn like mounts you. He gets on top of you. He's heavy. He's a big dude to begin with and this guy's like holding your head straight down like totally exposing your neck um and you look up at Marshawn and the light of the room has got him illuminated his dark skin he's got these long white incisors that quadrupled in size since you were talking to him a little bit ago and he just powers down over you uh puts his teeth into your neck breaks through the flesh and you feel like burning in a good way though Getting into you, like being absorbed, kind of the blood mixing around, uh, him t- fe- feeding on you is what it feels like. Like he breaks the skin, goes into you, and then he's like sucking, he's pulling out of you. Then does that for a little bit, um, and you start to drift off. You feel your body really getting like drained. Why don't you roll your body if you want to fight it and stay conscious? Otherwise, you're just gonna like be out for a little bit. Oof, like a, like a two or a four or something. Uh, you're you're out. Definitely. I mean, it takes a lot out of you. You feel your body changing. Your mind is acting a little bit different. And you're you're out. All right. You come to... Uh, Carl, you're, so you're, you're, you're creeping in on this, Carl? I'm trying to creep in. I'm trying to get in. Um, I'm actually trying to... I'm trying to get Maria Donato, the girl he has chained up there. Okay, so you start to make your way over there. Kurt, you come to. You haven't been out for very long. Still in the same spot. You're sitting on the couch. They're all hanging out. They're laughing about something. Having like a good good old time. Marshawn turns to you. How you feeling, brother? Oh, uh, a little drowsy. Yeah? Feeling good? And you I do. Guess- I, I guess I do feel good. You yeah. do feel good. I mean, you've always, since you've had this demonic pact, had like a connection with this other side that you knew was there, but it was a change. It wasn't always you. Sometimes you struggled with identity, figuring that shit out. But like what's going on in you now feels like you. Like it's there. You feel strong. You feel like competent. And you feel eternal. Like the, there were concerns that you didn't even realize people and things had. 
um, they're just baked into you for when they're not a thing anymore. Like you're aware that you feel differently. Your heart's not beating. You don't feel any blood pumping through you. You're just like solid and static in there. It's a weird feeling. Feels good though. That's cool. Yeah, I feel, I feel great. Well, then hit this blunt, kid. <laughs> I take a, I take a, a real conservative toke. Carl, you're creeping up on the mansion. By the time you get there, the sun is coming up. You're getting up to uh, Marshawn Jackson's neighborhood. You've heard that Maria D'Amato, this young lady, is in there. What are you looking to do? Get in, find her, and get out, ideally without being seen. Um, why don't you roll your, uh, keep your cool? I, I guess a- you get to use blood for that? Yeah, if you think I'm on the hunt, which I think I kind of am, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the hunt is when you have like an objective and a plan. Yeah. Like something's not happening to you. You're doing something. Ten. That plus three really comes in handy. You push your way through a side door. You're actually surprised at security. Not as strong as you'd expect to be. Maybe it's just the reputation of Marshawn that really overlooks this place better than uh, anything else could. But you push your way into the place and you know it's a vamp. He's going to be asleep soon if he isn't already. Sun's starting to come up by this point. This is when you make your move. You find, quickly find your way up to the, the second floor of the place. Um, and there's a room there. Locked. And you're going through them. And most of them are study, extra bedroom, things like that. You get to one, though, that is locked. You're able to jimmy open um, uh, the, the security there and get inside. And you see, like, a 12-year-old girl. Dark hair. She's wearing a Catholic school uniform. Uh, no, like, she's like 14. She's wearing a Hallahan uniform. Um, and she is out, man. She's just fucking out. Um, like totally comatose uh, on the bed in the room. I, um, I undo any like constraints or anything. Can I tell if she's a vampire or not? Um, she doesn't look to be one to you, no. Okay. You get close to her. Like she's warm to the touch. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, getting closer, she's been like fed on. Yeah. Like there's scars, tracks all up and down her torso, her neck. But she's definitely, you've seen this before. She's being used as, you know, essentially cattle. Are there any windows or anything? Not in this room. Okay. I go, I just, I scoop her up and I try to get out. Her body, it's lifeless. I mean, you could tell she is alive, but she's like totally out of it. You know, if it's just the, Constant vampirism. There's drugs involved. Who knows what it is. You're making your way down the steps, trying to sneak out quickly the way that you came. You hear a noise. You turn. You see Kurt. Kurt, you see Carl. Carl is coming. Carl is coming down the steps. He's got a young lady draped over his shoulder. He was definitely making efforts to be stealthy, get out of here. Um, That's what you see, Kurt. Carl, you're looking at Kurt. He's kind of stumbling down the hallway. Looks like he's had a drink or two. Not fucked up, but out of it. But like, his skin looks pale. His shadow is longer than it was before. There's something to his gait that looks a little bit different to you. At your core, you're a vampire hunter. You know, you've read a lot of Malcolm Gladwell and you believe in first reactions. <laughs> and there's something about the, the, the mannerisms, the movement of Kurt that is just not 
You think he's you think he's turned. Big turns you didn't, Dag. What'd you think I was coming here for? Why don't you just let me have this? You can just pretend like no one ever saw this. Why did you come here? I can't just leave this girl here. Come on. This is the last thing I'm doing, then I'm out of the game. I'll I'll hold I, I'll hold true to my promise. Now look at the position you put me in, man. I just joined up. I just joined up with this organization. Hey, man, you're the only it's one supposed to be good for my career. You're the only one who knows this. No one will know. I can't let this one slide. It's my first day. All right. Quick as a snake. I pulled the stake out that they were using to like debilitate um, his father. Where do you? Where do you get that? I had it. I took it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, I try to do the same to him. All right. Um, I know this gets weird. I mean, we we can like let's talk about this. Like, I don't know how we're gonna do this in in Dungeon World. I'm inclined to guys have you, to have you both roll blood, and whoever has the higher blood will get do, get what they want. Okay. Okay. I mean, you guys. It sounds like you're getting into a fight, right? Yeah. I mean. Do either of you disagree with that? No. No. Cool. Roll, roll your blood. So tell me what you got. Tell us what you got. Thirteen. Oh man. Powerful number. You did beat me. I got a twelve. <laughs> so you go to make the first move, Carl. Um, you want? May, may I describe my reaction? Uh... Yeah, why don't you uh, tell me what goes on? I see exactly what he's doing coming at me with that pitiful um, stake. And it works on vampires. But he's never fought a vampire Prince of Demon hybrid. And just as quick as he's moving, uh, my body is transforming into a a new manifestation of my previous uh, armor. Everything looks a little sharper. It's a little spinier. Um... There's longer points to it, sharper edges, um, as as my chitinous um, protective armor surrounds my body, um, just in time for his uh, his his stake to shiver against it. Um, yeah, it bat- I, yeah, go on. Um, and and once he loses that, I'm just on him quick as lightning. Uh, with a demonic dagger at, at, at his throat, holding him down, tackling him to the ground. Um, and and I'm gonna try to feed on on my old friend Carl here. Damn, my first taste of blood. Damn, you pin him to the ground. I mean, you, between the demon strength, the vampire strength, you just overpower this guy. This young lady that he was ca- carrying, you have little regard for her. She's just knocked back, her body tossed to the ground. Carl, as you're shoved down there, and the once friendly form of Kurt on top of you, just tearing into your neck. Um, and you're trying to turn him. You know what this is, Carl. You've heard, you've read about this. You've been briefed on what to do in this situation. You know some vampire hunters carry a cyanide pill for just this type of situation. Or some, some accept the inevitable and buy into it. You're resisting what he's trying to do. I mean, he's got you in his control. He can end your life right now if he wanted. But he's choosing... To give you this unlife instead. Do you embrace it or do you go out? Do you bleed out on the floor here, rejecting it? I choose to reject it. I can't be turned. 
I can't become the thing that destroyed my family. Why don't you roll your blood? It's not easy to resist. Oh, there's a good roll. Fuck. No, that's another 12? Yeah. And you do resist it. I mean, you think back to that day at Bonks, and you know you've made some, some poor decisions in your life. Some involving vampires, some not. Um, <laughs> since then. But that's always been something you could anchor yourself to. And you don't know what's going on with Curran. At this point, you don't need to know. You do know that, despite all you've done, you want a Christian burial. You want to get put in the ground. You want someone singing some sad songs when you die. But this is not how... It's not going to keep going for you. Um, and you resist this dark energy. It's trying to weave its way into your very like fabric, into your soul, and claw it. And you push it out. Um, and with a couple squirts, the blood fills the mouth of Kurt, squirts all over the place as it's exiting you. The last thing you see, Carl, is the floor. Marshawn Jackson's place. But you feel separate from it. You feel like you're still you. You're still a human. So you look around, you feel the coldness of this place. You know that you're not a part of it. You're going somewhere different, you'd like to think. As the curtains close and your eyelids droop close. R.I.P. to a real one, Carl Hormland. I'm out. A real, a real what? <laughs> real dumb. Vampire hunter? Yeah, real dumb dumb. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead, Kurt. You're on top of him. It's the first time you've done this. I wouldn't feel too bad. It's not necessarily the easiest thing to convert someone. Instead, you've just murdered him. I mean, that's fine, honestly. I don't really feel any kind of way about it. Well done, my friend. I've been enjoying the taste of the blood. Well so. done. You know, I got to say, it sounds like I even set this up. I got your friend here. Test you like this. Crazy. Well done, Terry. Yeah, I know you didn't set it up, though. I know this is just the kind of dumb fucking thing he would do. Listen, you're welcome to stay here for the night. I'm going to give you a number of a guy. He's going to set you up in a real nice coffin. I'll let him know. He expects you. Mean you. The, you mean the vampire night, a.k.a. daytime? Yeah. <laughs> you go see him. I'll take care of it. I'll be expecting you. It's on me. Pick out whatever you want. That's great. I'll tell you what. Um, I think this is the dawning of a new era for Philadelphia. For demons, for vampires. I'm really looking forward to what tomorrow has to offer. As am I, my friend. As am I. To Philadelphia. To Philadelphia. Wow, what an adventure that was, huh, listeners? Wow. That was great. So that concludes season four of This Game Could Be Your Life, our podcast that you've been listening to. Um, and yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride, right? We've had four wet and wild seasons with a fantasy world from each one of our twisted and enfeebled minds, and so uh, we're 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 uh, so we're talking about what to do next over here. Uh, and the plan right now is to slow down our production output a little bit and focus on um, shorter runs with weirder games. I know Fran has a long list of goofy RPGs for us to try, and we're also uh, open to suggestions, so please email us at any one of our email addresses. You can reach out to me, joe, at thisgamecouldbeyourlife.com, or Fran at thisgamecouldbeyourlife.com, or Jeff at thisgamecouldbeyourlife.com. If you have suggestions, 
you know, for, for games we should play or, or what you want to hear out of the show or if you just want us to stop, um, please reach out to us. And yeah, keep your keep an eye out for future content.